Friday is here at last, and that means it is time for another Friday Five episode here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly list of five things that you should know about. Last week, rather than publish our regular episode, we published the key takeaways from the CMS 2024 Medicare Advantage and Part D final rule. The link to that episode is in the notes just in case you missed it. Hot on the tails of that release, we've got another update from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, this time on the ACA front. And with that, let's get into number one on our list this week. On Monday, through CMS, the Department of Health and Human Services released their Annual Notice of Benefit and Payment Parameters 2024 Final Rule, basically the ACA version of what we just got for Medicare Advantage and Medicare Part D sales. We touched on a few aspects of this proposed rule back in December of 2022, and we will be linking to that episode in the notes. I don't want to go into a ton of detail here because we're still working on a blog post and full podcast episode featuring the changes. But I do want to mention one thing, and that is the proposal to curtail the amount of plan options for marketplace beneficiaries. We mentioned this stat in our December 16th Friday Five, but I want to mention it again here today. For the 2023 plan year, Marketplace enrollees had an average of 113.6 plans to choose from. And for comparison, on the Medicare Advantage side, the average Medicare beneficiary had access to 43 Medicare Advantage plans while shopping for 2023 coverage. I said in that episode, and I will mention it again, I know the audience is not apples to apples, but that is a lot of plans to choose from definitely puts into perspective how beneficial an agent's help could be for someone trying to navigate that amount of plan options. In their proposed rule, CMS suggested limiting the number of options by putting a cap on issuers' non-standardized plan options. And that proposed limit was set at two plans per metal tier level, with two for each network type. The example we gave in that past episode was what CMS gave in their proposed rule. Two gold PPO and two gold HMO non-standardized option plans, and that is PPO, Preferred Provider Organization, and HMO, Health Maintenance Organization. Carriers naturally had an issue with the two-plan cap, and many lobbied against the proposal. AHIP, America's Health Insurance Plans, commented that the proposed limit, quote, would harm competition, disrupt coverage for existing enrollees, and stifle value-based insurance designs, end quote. When CMS announced the final rule on Monday, they announced a gradual step towards the two-plan limit. The cap will begin with a four-plan limit for the 2024 plan year, and then decrease to a two-plan limit for plan year 2025 and all plan years thereafter. So one of a few changes coming to the ACA marketplace that agents should be aware of, 
And we'll be taking a closer look at the rest of the finalized changes in an upcoming episode. So keep an eye out for that in your feed. Number two, Medicaid redeterminations have begun. And we've mentioned the opportunity for agents in previous episodes. That was largely based on the need for general health coverage, whether that be in the form of ACA coverage or a Medicare product. But there's another opportunity that agents should be thinking about, and that's the fact that a majority of those people will also find themselves without dental coverage. In a recent analysis from the CareQuest Institute for Oral Health, They put a number of 15 million people being affected by Medicaid redeterminations. They also estimate that more than 14 million people might also lose their dental coverage when they lose that general health coverage. Think about it this way. Dental coverage, when paired with other health plans in your portfolio, you're giving those clients the chance to replace both coverages at the same time And that kind of convenience is something your clients will appreciate. And it's also something to think about and consider as you're parsing through leads or fielding phone calls. You might get a call about a dental plan that could lead to another enrollment down the road. It definitely pays to have a broad portfolio of products. And if you would like to talk with our team about getting started with some of those additional product lines, we will have the link to contact our team in the notes. Number three, the Adderall shortage continues. Supply of the drug used to treat symptoms of ADHD has been hard to come by in the past few months. And it's not just brand name Adderall. There are generic versions available as well, and those are just as difficult to come by. Reports continue to indicate that the shortage is being caused by a combination of manufacturing issues and an increase in demand. And it's made life for those who need the medication in order to function very trying. I have read countless reports of people calling multiple pharmacies just to find one that has the prescription medication in stock. And then there's also the issue of not being able to go and pick up a filled prescription before the stock runs out. I cannot imagine being in this situation every 30 days, unsure if you're going to be able to get the medication you're prescribed when you need it. It seems like a problem that shouldn't be able to happen, yet I keep reading about it in addition to witnessing it firsthand. I love the fact that we are becoming more aware of how to effectively treat ADHD, but I read an interesting piece from Vox that suggests the issue is more on the supply side than on the demand side due to the intense regulations around Adderall. It is classified as a Schedule II controlled substance, so highly regulated and in the same category as opiates, but Is that still the proper place for the medication? Adderall and generic versions are also regulated by the Drug Enforcement Administration because they contain amphetamine. The DEA sets production limits on Adderall and other generics, and that organization also enforces yearly quotas on production. Recently, 
policies put in place by the National Opioid Settlement last July can put limits on or completely block a pharmacy's ability to get shipments of not just Adderall, but Adderall, Xanax, and other controlled substances. There is a great report from Bloomberg on that legislation that we will be linking to in the notes. From that article, quote, independent pharmacists said the rules force them to come up with creative workarounds. Sometimes they must send patients on frustrating journeys to find pharmacies that haven't yet exceeded their caps in order to buy prescribed medicines, end quote. And when you think of all of these problems together, well, that starts to explain quite a bit. According to the Vox piece, quote, some manufacturers report they expect to have production back on track by the end of April or in May, end quote. Hard to say if that's going to be the case because we've only got another week left in April, and I can confirm that this is still a problem. We will continue to follow along with this story and report back. Number four, the official Instagram meta-verified test has begun. On Wednesday this week, I got the notification that I was off of the wait list and could sign up for meta-verified. So naturally, I went ahead and did that immediately. It had me turn on two-factor authentication and then required me to upload a picture of a government-issued ID. Once that step was completed, I was informed it could take up to 48 hours to confirm my identity. I didn't really know what to expect as far as timeframes, but I was pleasantly surprised to get a confirmation shortly after that. The whole process, from initial prompt on my profile to getting the blue checkmark, took a total time of about an hour and a half, and of course comes at the cost of $14.99 per month. My plan is to test it out at least for a month and report back here on whether or not I think it was worth it. And of course, whether or not I will be keeping the service. Meta-verified users get the verified badge on Instagram, access to account support, active impersonation monitoring, and exclusive stickers for Instagram stories. Increased visibility and reach are mentioned in the initial press release. Those were the features that caught my attention first. But Meta has mentioned that they're planning to test that function out a little bit more before turning it on for everyone in the Meta Verified program. So we shall see. If you have questions about Meta Verified, something specific you'd like me to test out, or a burning question, please let me know. You can send me an email at asgpodcast at ridderim.com. Number five. In Twitter alternative social news, Jack Dorsey's Blue Sky app, the social media app everyone is calling decentralized Twitter, is now available on Android. It apparently launched on iOS in late February. While the public can download the app, it seems like it is still in its beta phase because there is still a wait list and you apparently need to be invited to join that beta test. Oddly enough, 
I recall signing up for the waitlist, but I didn't remember which email I did that under. I have not seen any news on the app. Just saw the announcement about Android this week. And when I went to the official website, I was able to enter all of my emails and I got the response, your email has been saved, we'll be in touch soon. I'll be keeping an eye on my email for any updates. I did not get any confirmation at any of those emails that I entered that any registration could be pending. And we'll be keeping an eye on Blue Sky and announcements on when the app goes public. And just putting this out there because it's what I do, if you have the ability to send out invite codes and feel like sparing one for your friends here on this podcast, our email is asgpodcast at ridderim.com, and that link will be in the notes. That is all we've got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing and fact check by Tina Lamaru. Podcast designed by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen.